find yourself surrounded by adorable pups in their hoods and gruff daddies in leather harnesses and jackets as you browse through the vendor booths looking for maybe something new to bring to the spanking party later that evening. You see a collection of paddles for sale, but you're not the only one checking them out. As you look over a vicious Lexan paddle with holes, a handsome dude looking over some floggers says to you, Oh, I bet that packs a sting. He has a playful little smirk on his face. Yeah, you'd have to be pretty naughty to deserve a spanking with this, you say. Oh, well, I plan to be very naughty today, he says. I'll keep that in mind, you say. If you come to the bad boy spanking party tonight, you'll get exactly what you deserve. Welcome to episode 39 of the Dudes Speak of Dudes podcast. This is not a podcast ranking the pop queens of the 1980s, nor is it a podcast about the Third Punic War. This is a podcast about dudes who are spanking dudes, and this is a podcast about dudes who are being spanked by other dudes. And this podcast is hosted by two dudes. Hey, this is Bob. Hey, Bob. Welcome to the podcast. This is Scott also known as Red Spank Scott. Bob, you're a newcomer to the podcast, but you're very important. So let people know just a little bit about this, about yourself. Well, thank you, Scott. It's, it's great to be here. Uh, uh, my name is Bob Miller. I uh, run, I co-founded and I uh, continue to run 20 years later a leather event called Claw, which is ordinarily in Cleveland every year. But this year we're in L.A. Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, I live in California with my dog Stanley, and um, and I like to get spanked. <laughs> yes, and we will talk. This episode is going to be all about Claw, all about your visit to LA, uh, and a special announcement related to that, which uh, which I've already I've already teased folks about an upcoming spanking a new spanking party that I hope is going to become a regular thing. Um, but before we get into that. Uh, let's do some reminders about some upcoming events. This will probably be the last podcast episode before Badass Weekend in October. I'll see if I can squeeze another one in, but no promises. I'm I'm planning for it just like everybody else. So as a reminder, Badass Weekend in Augusta, Georgia, October 14th through the 17th. Uh, for more information, go to bawevent.com. You can still... Registered advance. The resort, of course, is full, but uh, uh, there's plenty of space to attend the event itself, and we hope to see everybody there. Now, if you missed the special uh, little podcast extra uh, I put up about a week or so ago, we have announced the dates for Hot Seat Retreat in Palm Springs uh, in March of next year. Hot Seat Retreat 2022 is going to be taking place from March 17th through the 20th. Uh, registration opens on September 18th uh, in the morning, and it just opens up all at once. For more information about that, uh, go to our website at hotseatps.com. And I'm hoping to see if – I, if I don't see you at Badass Weekend, I hope to see you there. Ideally, I hope to see you both places, but uh, but uh, in the event, it's just one or the other. Or perhaps I might see you around Thanksgiving. So let's talk about that. So, Bob, um, 
Let's talk about CLAW. First of all, what does the acronym CLAW stand for? Uh, CLAW stands for Cleveland Leather Annual Weekend. Um, as I said, we've been uh, holding it in Cleveland every April for the last 20 years. And um, it's a big, uh, big leather conference based in a hotel, uh, similar uh, in a lot of ways to IML in Chicago and MAL in Washington. Yep, and if for those of you who have listened to episode 21 or haven't listened to episode 21, our buddy Jaden was on there talking about his visit to Mid-Atlantic Leather, MAL, and the spanking parties that uh, that he attended there and what that event is like. So, um, CLAW, as you said, it, it, the C stands for Cleveland, but on the week of Thanksgiving, you guys are going to be out here in Los Angeles. So, so talk a little bit about that. How did that happen? Sure. Uh, so that happened basically because of the pandemic. We uh, needed to um, arrange alternate dates. Uh, we did that last year as well, and the alternate dates got wiped out as well. Uh, when we asked our uh, hotel in Cleveland for alternative dates for this year, um, they offered us Christmas or Thanksgiving, uh, which uh, was um, presented a, a challenge and, and a question. Um, <clears throat> whether or not we wanted to try and pull it off on a big holiday weekend. Mm. Uh, they promised us better rates and better terms for if we accepted one of those weekends. Um, and we, so we said, okay, Thanksgiving. And we started talking to people about it and um, kind of to our surprise, uh, we learned that a lot of people in the community are looking for something uh, community-based uh, with their leather families uh, to uh, occupy Thanksgiving weekend. Um, but they were um, apprehensive about traveling to Cleveland that weekend. It's cold there. There aren't, uh, it's not an airport hub, so flying on Thanksgiving is a challenge. Um, so we started looking at other cities, warmer cities, bigger airports, uh, really for 2022, because now we're thinking maybe we should do two events a year. Um, we landed on the Westin Bonaventure in downtown L.A. It's the largest hotel in Los Angeles. Uh, and they um, totally understood what we were offering. They consider us one of the silver linings of their pandemic story uh, that they got our call. They're, they're proving to be really excellent partners for this, what amounts to first year event. Um, and originally we were talking 2022, but in the end, Cleveland did not offer us better terms. They said they didn't think we had any place to go. So they said it's the same contract, take it or leave it. So we said, OK, we'll be back in April of 22. And uh, we said yes to um, Los Angeles for this year. Yep. So we're going to have a, a complete massive hotel takeover of uh, leather BDSM kinky gentlemen um, on the week of Thanksgiving. Yes, we are. And so I would like to announce to everybody uh, that I have communicated and we have made arrangements uh, with Claw to have a special spanking party at Claw. It is going to be on Friday, November 26th, so Black Friday. Uh, we're going to turn Black Friday into Red Friday. Uh, it's called the Bad Boys Spanking Party, and it is going to be at that resort in a suite. One of our friends is going to be staying there. Um, and uh, and uh, we have at the party 
as a sort of a guest, special guest host, uh, Colby Jensen, who is who has been on the podcast before and is kind of a part of both a, an excellent porn actor and a, and a kinkster and, and uh, part of this baking scene. And uh, he's going to be there. So if you are looking for something to do on Thanksgiving week or if you are in the L.A. area or the Southern California area, you have options on Thanksgiving besides um dealing with family if you don't like it. But let's talk. This is also an opportunity to talk about uh, organizations like CLA and these big, huge events, because I have to I have to confess, I've been to several spanking events. Um, I have never been to any of these major leather things. I've never been to IML. I have never been to MAL. I've never actually even been to the Folsom Street Fair. It is, you know, there are things that I've thought about but I've never really taken the leap. Part of it is because um, I'm really in the I, – I, I see myself as part of the fetish community. I'm part of the BDSM community. I am a kinkster, but I have a very particular individualized fetish for spanking. And a lot of the rest of this stuff just seems, you know, not my identity. And so, so I'm just kind of been rethinking as I'm getting older, not my identity – but my relationship with this community. So, so let's just talk about like CLAW and what these events have been going on for how long and what makes CLAW special? Um, sure, it's been 20 years. We, the first one was uh, well, first uh, talked about it in 2001 and held it in January of 2002. Um, it, I think it's special. Uh, it, it was inspired by IML and MAL, meaning that uh, I had such a good time at those events, uh, you know, showing up at this hotel with this lobby full of men and, and they all have rooms. And um, I, I feel like my world has not been the same since. Um, but unlike those events, which are based or sort of uh, organized around a, a leather contest, uh, Claw was started without a contest. Uh, we formed a um, 501c3 charity and decided we would have uh, entertainment, education, fundraising, um, and uh, sort of grew from grew from that. Um, a vendor, we started a vendor mart in the third year. Uh, really, every single year, the schedule has gotten uh, bigger and more interesting. Um, I like to say that. Uh, everybody's uh, good idea that they brought to us, uh, we found a way to say yes. Um, it's very much uh, run by volunteers. We have more than a thousand volunteers working the event in Cleveland, uh, and more than 250 events and exhibitors. Um, so it's uh, it's it's quite unique in that sense. And and as a nonprofit, uh, all of our profits, all of the money that we make at, at the end of the year is donated to other community charities. And we're knocking on the door of a million dollars. We've donated over $970,000. Um, so we're really sort of a chip shot away from hitting that million dollar mark. Um, and we expect to do that after uh, the event this year. That's that's a lot of fundraising. That's a, that's a lot of philanthropy. So. How many people attended? So the, the most recent one, because the the of course COVID disrupted everything. So the most recent claw was in 2019. How many people attended? 
in April of 19, there were just over 2,000 people that registered for the event, you know, bought a package or, or, um, or, or volunteered to get their package. Mm-hmm. And then there's another uh, several hundred that uh, come to the event without registering. And they there are some parts of the event that you can go to without um, credentialing yourself, like bar parties and uh, um, some of the event. Like if you or just want to go to the vendor mart, you can get a, a wristband for that. Um, so... Depending on how you look at it, somewhere between 2,000 and 3,000 people. That That's a lot of folks. And just to be clear, the plan is that this is going to be an annual thing in L.A., right? That is right. Um, CLAW itself, the name CLAW, will stay with Cleveland. So starting next year, uh, CLAW is back in Cleveland in April. And the Las Vegas event, which is called Claw this year, uh, will be called the L.A. Leather Getaway. And um, it will be Thanksgiving weekend every year. And that is uh, that is good news for L.A. One of the one of the more unusual things, given the size of the kink community in L.A., which is pretty significant, is there is a there is a leather pride festival as sort of an outdoor non, you know, an outdoor thing and not quite not even as not not even the same as the Folsom Street Fair but it is you know just sort of an outdoor leather it's kind of kind of like a pride event for leather kinksters but there isn't in LA despite the size of it something like IML or MAL yet but uh, we're going to see what happens in Thanksgiving and see how things go so let's talk about the relationship between spanking and uh, these events. When I had um, Jaden on talking about his visit to MAL, uh, what happened there is kind of like what I'm trying to do. And this was actually literally the inspiration for it. So the, the guys who were involved with Badass Weekend, um, this, this spanking weekend event in Georgia, go to MAL and arrange for a private spanking party. So that's kind of what I'm doing here for uh, for this event, and, and hopefully, if things go well, I'll keep doing it annually. But beyond that, what is kind of what is the footprint, or I guess, I guess, what is the handprint? What is the spaking handprint of uh, spaking play at at Claw at, at what goes on there? Well, I I can't uh, exactly speak for what goes on behind closed doors in guest rooms, but. <laughs> Uh, except some things I've been told, of course, and, and, uh, uh, but, uh, spanking, uh, and, and paddling and things like that are, are, you know, sort of fundamental aspects of BDSM play. Uh, and, um, so we, we have, uh, as a regular part of CLAW, we have a very extensive, uh, dungeon space. Um, for men, it is, it's a men's event. And, um, uh, so in addition to, uh, whipping and suspension and elaborate bondage and electro and other kinds of BDSM activities, uh, spanking happens, uh, in there as well. Uh, we also have, um, really a, a very, uh, well-developed uh, curriculum of education at CLAW. And so every year there are educational offerings about spanking, about paddling, 
about uh, sort of how to do it safely, what uh, uh, you know, what techniques um, are worth knowing, uh, what um, psychological uh, factors are involved. Um, so um, there's a lot of overlap uh, for sure, uh, just just from the terms of the you know the activity. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to be, I have uh, submitted applications to give some of those classes. I will be doing uh, two classes, I believe. Uh, one, of course, is the a very basic Spanking 101, which I, I went through and was reading, is something that you tend to do at CLAW every year, just the basics on, on how to give a spanking. Uh, it's going to be lots of fun. But I'm also doing a second panel on, on spanking as a fetish. Um, because one of the things that one of the things we wanted to talk about a little bit is, is very interesting that that you your identity um, is someone into leather, someone in the BDSM scene, someone in the kinkster, but also a heavy relationship to spanking as a fetish. Um, similarly, here in LA, the Avatar organization, uh, the leather education, leather and BDSM education organization here, who is helping, by the way, put on this event um, as well. I had uh, JR from there, uh, previous on episode 24, talking about Avatar and the state of the BDSM and leather community. Um, he also is a kinkster, has a very, very heavy, uh, again, spanking identity. He, he beats my ass, and I love it. But one of the things that one of the reasons I don't go to these or I haven't historically gone to these events is for me. And I've discovered it seems to be true for, for a significant amount. I, I haven't done the math. I don't know a percentage, but there, there almost feels at times a bit of a separation between guys who solely have a spanking fetish um, as in, you know, I, I'm not. I'm not interested in wearing leather harness. You know, I'm not interested in in fisting. I'm not interested in getting on a sling. Uh, all of this other stuff versus the larger leather BDSM community. And I've been digging this through, and mostly partly realizing that I don't think that barrier needs to exist. Would you agree? <laughs> I, I totally agree uh, in terms of, you know, just from my own personal uh, sensibilities, uh, in addition to, you know, my uh, long and extensive observation of uh, the community. Um, now, having said that, I haven't been to uh, the specific spanking events uh, yet, uh, uh, and yet is the key word because I'm looking forward to going. Um so I don't necessarily know this this other subset of people that are into spanking that don't feel part of uh, the leather community or a leather event. Um, but my guess is that uh, even as to those people, uh, they would have a great time at CLAW uh, or at MAL and IML. Um, just because um, there's a lot of people into spanking and uh, there's a lot of opportunity to to hook up and do that. Yeah. So there's a there as I've 
as I've interacted more with the the actual leather and kink community outside of this baking scene, I am just kind of like reframing my past experiences because I have yet to I have yet to meet anyone in the leather kink community that has ever kind of treated me as though I didn't belong there because I wasn't a leather person. Um, they, you know, the fact that I was into spanking, but, but not into this other stuff, I haven't been treated as though I don't belong to the leather community. And I think there's this sort of a visual, there's a visual component of this that I think is creating um, an unnecessary barrier on the spanking side, not on the leather side. And I don't think, I don't think, anyone on, on in the kink or leather community is necessarily doing something wrong. Although I do occasionally hear from, from people who get kind of annoyed at sort of like um, gatekeeping about gear. Like if you don't have, like I, it's never happened to me. Maybe I just kind of give off an aura of like, I, I don't care about your gear requirements, but um, I have occasionally heard from people who are like not treated seriously if they don't have, like a full set of leather, whatever. I, I mean, I haven't had that experience, but one of the things that happens, like I'll go to, if I go to a uh, leather vendor event, for example, that um, Avatar has done these, um, where I go there, you know, and they have these, all the vendors set up and there's just 95% of it. I am not interested in any way, shape or form. And there's nothing wrong with that. And that's where things become a little bit challenging. It's like, and what I'm realizing is, well, I don't want them to do anything different because I don't want them to feel like like there are dinners. There's going to be a dinner at Claw on on Saturday at this event where you have to have a leather uniform. Uh, it's a, it's a it's a uniform dinner. Those are common, um, and I will not, you know, I would not be able to attend. There's nothing wrong with that. And I don't want them to feel like there's something wrong with that because they should have the space to do that. And, you know, if we if the two, you know, if the two of us were to go out into the street, they'd be the ones who are made uncomfortable because of what they're wearing, as opposed to me in my normal in my normal stuff. So what I want to do, my goal is to rather be rather than trying to change, I want to try to add. Um, and that's kind of the goal of this party and the goal of of me, you know, jumping ahead and saying, hey, I, I want to do some spanking, some spanking classes here is it's specifically one talking about spanking as a fetishist is to make sure that we are being represented in this community. So um, that that visual side. You know, the, the the idea of a bunch of Spankos coming into this event and seeing all these guys in leather and kind of feeling this this feeling, do I belong here? I, I want to try and get rid of that. You know, I think uh, you're going to find that you're not going to feel that even a little bit when you arrive. Um, it is a, a very welcoming uh, place, a very happy place. Um, a lot of guys are in leather and gear, but a lot of guys aren't. Um, over the years, uh, that is the trend. If there's if there's a trend that um, people who are into even people who are into gear and and BDSM uh, don't feel the need to wear the gear uh, 24/7. Um, I just wanted to 
make one correction. The Saturday night dinner is uh, open to everybody. It is sort of a, a dressy thing just because it's a sit down, um, uh, you know, plated dinner in a hotel with live music, etc. Oh, oh, I'm um, thinking of the, I apologize, I'm thinking of the Friday dinner. There is right, Friday, Friday dinner is, is something called the Bluff Dinner. Bluff it stands for uh, Breaches and Leather Uniform Fan Club. And that is very, I mean, that's the specific fetish of, right. of that group. That's a much smaller dinner. There'll probably be, um, I don't know, less than 100 people at that dinner, and there'll be 300 people at the Saturday dinner. Um so just just to clarify that the only one that has the strict dress code is a bluff dinner. Yep, and I have and I have buddies who will probably you know local buddies if they are in town who will probably go to that dinner because I know I mean I know guys who have uniform fetishes and and who are also part of this baking scene and and to be clear I actually there are several guys I know in this baking scene who have who go to Claw um, and I'm I'm drafting them to help me with my <laughs> my first stuff there. Um, because I was going back and looking there, the website for Claw, by the way, uh, if you're out there and you want to want more information, it's www.clawinfo.org. Uh, and I was going through some of the photo, uh, photo albums from previous Claws and I saw guys that I recognize. I'm like, oh, hey, there's him and him. And I know these folks and I know one of the, uh, one of the guys who I'm sure I'm sure is going to be giving a seminar on uh, floggers and single tail whips. Uh, I, I know out here in LA. So to be clear, and, and this is an example of, oh, the more I meet people in this community, the more I realize that I belong there. And it's just a matter of kind of getting over this hump. And as you mentioned, there is, is, this is a good opportunity to talk about transitions in the, the fetish and kink and BDSM scene. You have adapted Claw in recent years to bring in, you know, puppy play, which has blown up huge, and adult baby diaper lover uh, groups, both of whom are going to have parties at this as well, right? Absolutely. Um, I mean, we've we've had uh, well, puppies have been part of the our community for a long time now, and uh, we've had we have uh, a couple of different pup moshes. Uh, where they get to, you know, we spread out mats and they get to uh, wrestle around with each other. Um, we've and we've done other pup events, um, uh, lots of pup-based education. Um, ABDL is uh, newer and uh, and also growing very quickly. Um, for those of you who don't know, that stands for Adult Baby Diaper Lovers. Um, it's uh, it's not anything to do with pedophilia. It is a, a age regression kind of a mental thing between adults, and um, yeah, they they not only have parties, they have a uh, they're setting up a playground uh, that'll be open uh, for long hours every day at, at Claw Twenty One. Um, we, one of our sponsors, AB Universe, uh, is underwriting that and. Um, so, uh, so that's going to be great. Um, yeah, if you, if you want more information about ABDL and, and the relationship or the potential relationship between ABDL folks and spankings, we actually had an episode talking about that in episode 27. Jaden, um, our buddy Jaden of WAPS, has actually been trying to – serving as a sort of a proselytizer, uh, trying to bring spanking into the ABDL scene. 
uh, and, and seeing, tried to find more guys who are interested in it. Um, and it's actually seeing that. So, so what uh, one of the things that convinced me to say, okay, let's let's it's time to, to, to try and introduce this baking party was actually going and looking at your calendar and seeing, hey, the ABDL folks are doing parties, the pups are doing parties. This baking community has been part of the fetish scene all along. Why aren't we doing a party? And, you know, and going and seeing this picture is like, well, there's this guy, this guy. I know they're all into spanking. We should be doing a spanking party. We should be we should be being out there. We should be putting our butts out there <laughs> quite literally. And for that matter, um, uh, wear something uh, very revealing to the Saturday night dinner and show off those red cheeks. <laughs> This is a, a private event. I mean, by law, you have to have uh, a, a thread up your ass crack, but that doesn't mean you can't show uh, both handprints uh, loud and clear, and uh, and make sure you you know you feel your seat when you sit down. Uh, we would love that. <laughs> we'll we'll tell any we'll tell any bottoms to show up on Friday, but um, well, we might have to we might have to warm them up again before the Saturday dinner. I think so. Yeah, the warmups are always good. Yeah. Um, so you know, speaking of that, but bringing up um, bringing up pup play and bringing up ABDL, um, I've noticed this in talking to Jr. from uh, from Avatar. It seems like we are in a sort of a transitional phase for the BDSM community as far as like identities and and how people are presenting themselves. And we are seeing a I think there's definitely seeing a growth in people entering into the or identifying as kinky, entering, acknowledging that they're kinky, entering into the BDSM scene. Is that anecdotally? Is that something that you see as well? Absolutely. Um, actually, I like to think that uh, that everybody's kinky. It's just uh, it, you know a question of how much people are comfortable um, admitting that to the world. Uh, Oscar Wilde has a great quote that said, uh, "Everything is about sex, uh, except for sex. That's about power." And, uh, that really resonates with me. Um, I I believe that. After a lot of years go by uh, and uh, future generations look back on uh, the 20th and, and beginning of the 21st century, they're going to regard the, the leather communities of today as somewhat heroic for, um, you know, bucking what was centuries worth of condemnation. Uh, you know, it wasn't very long ago when I was uh, born, when I was a, a, a youth. Uh, not only was it considered a mental disease to be gay, it was also considered pathological and a disease uh, to be kinky. And, and that is officially not true anymore. Uh, activists in our community uh, brought together enough uh, psychotherapists to uh, basically petition uh, the, you know, the governing bodies, these organizational um, uh organizations that uh, represent uh, this kind of uh, therapy uh, to remove that from uh, you know, lists of diseases. Um, that's a pretty big deal. And, uh, uh, you know, compared to almost anything else in our world, 
um, sex has not been studied scientifically for for very long, you know, a hundred years or less, uh, depending on you know what what you count as uh, as, as scientific study, um, you know, compared to thousands of years for everything else. Um, so our understanding is growing. Um, uh, anecdotally, yes, uh, like I said, uh, different types of kinky people, different types of leather men are now very much a part of uh, the, you know, the Tom of Finland uh, stereotype uh, leather community that uh, was more visible at first. Um, the same thing for guys that aren't as masculine. Uh, there's a lot of uh, there are a lot of kinky men who just aren't uh, naturally uh, masculine and they don't want to pretend to be masculine just to fit in. And so they don't. And so uh, that's part of our community now, too. Um, so it, it grows and grows and it's all uh, healthy and normal and leads to happy lives or can lead to happy lives. Yeah, that's that's great, of course, because in the spanking community, of course, there are a lot of a lot of bottoms who who play on the boyish archetype um, who want to be able to to do that. So um, at this event, so it is it opens on Wednesday and it's going to be running. It's going to you're going to be doing stuff. People are going to be fooling around and doing fetish and spanking play and and all sorts of events on Thanksgiving itself, and then all the way through the weekend. Correct. And there's other fun stuff there, too. What else have you – I mean, for, for anyone who has never been to an event like this, like such as myself, what other fun things are going to be happening? So the big, uh, the big uh, sort of uh, uh, centers of CLAW, uh, one is just the lobby itself. Uh, will be a sort of nonstop perpetual cruising ground and socializing ground. And the lobby in this in the Western Bonaventure is uh, quite tremendous. It's a there's a six floor six story atrium that overlooks everything. So lots of interesting uh, sight lines and pathways. Um, the vendor mart is uh, the other big social hub, uh, and it's open long hours uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, it's in it's being held in the largest uh, ballroom in uh, maybe even in the state of California, certainly the largest one in Los Angeles. Um, and uh, so beyond that, there's, as I said, there's lots of education, probably as many as 100 different sessions on different topics. Uh, there's going to be a kinky art uh, exhibition. There's uh, these, these more fetish affinity kind of parties, uh, spanking party and pup uh, mosh and ABDL and um, different things. Uh, the dungeon parties themselves, the, the ones that Avatar is running for us, uh, they happen for 10, 12 hours a day. Um, we have, uh, at, I mean, at its core, we still like to think of Claw as uh, about meeting meeting other kinky guys and hooking up. So we devised uh, uh, speed dating games where you can sign up. Uh, in fact, signups for that will be opening soon. Um, you register to be, say, a uh, B 
BDSM uh, bottom uh, in speed dating. And then you will, when the time comes, you will meet uh, 10 BDSM tops in 45 minutes. You'll have about uh, three or four minutes to talk one-on-one with each of them. And uh, just like that, 45 minutes later, uh, the ice is broken with all 10 of these men and vice versa. And uh, some of them will perhaps be guys you hook up with, and some of them will just be people you now know that you're friendly with, that you say hi to in the lobby, et cetera. Um, it's a beautiful thing. Um, I'm forgetting a bunch of stuff. So there's <laughs> three big dance parties. This is something new for us uh, that we're doing in L.A. because the hotel is, a, is big enough to accommodate it. Uh, there's a, a second gigantic uh, ballroom, one level below the lobby. And so there'll be dance parties there uh, Friday and Saturday night and a, a, a tea dance on the um, plaza pool deck on Sunday afternoon. Um, these events, I, I should mention, are uh, sponsored and made possible by uh, Nasty Kink Pigs and Just for Fans, uh, two of our uh, great sponsors um, um, and there's a lot of, uh, smaller, more intimate, um, uh, play parties and social parties, um, uh, like the, uh, uh, bad boy spanking party, uh, like, uh, the, the man who owns, um, the barracks out here in Palm Springs is, uh, going to be hosting parties in his suite. Um, Payasos, which is the uh, wonderful um, group of Latino leathermen in Southern California, they have I think seven or eight parties. Um, the LA Leather Coalition is involved, and they're hosting some uh, social events. Um, that's a I- that's a lot of stuff. There's there's some sort of I think a cabaret on Sunday night. There is uh, the the final act is uh, we've been doing this since Claw Two. Um, it's a, uh, uh, stage show, uh, song and, and, and comedy. Uh, basically there's a lot of good singers in our community. Uh, so we pick the best ones and we have some funny MCs to, uh, moderate that, to MC that, uh, in between with humor. Um, so that's, yeah, that's Sunday night, uh, the last uh, big part of Claw, um, and we have banquets. We mentioned a couple of the dinners, but there's a Thanksgiving dinner on Thursday that's a uh, you know, community uh, gathering. Um, there's a actually on Sunday afternoon, uh, we do um, there's an organization called the Leather Hall of Fame that is an academic organization that uh, uh, there's a committee that uh, um, makes careful choices about which three people or organizations have made uh, Hall of Fame level uh, long-term contributions to the community and uh, then organize an induction ceremony, which takes place at CLAW. Um, And because last year got wiped out, the event got wiped out, this year there'll be uh, six new inductees at this this ceremony, um, including Jim Ward, who ran the gauntlet the famous piercing uh, outfit in at Los Angeles. So, and there's a there's a brunch uh, that uh, precedes that ceremony, and um, 
silent auctions. A lot of, again, we're fundraising, so uh, we get people to donate uh, gear and art and gift certificates and basically anything that can be sold um, to us. And uh, we put it all out on uh, silent auction tables Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So lots of bargains, lots of unique finds. Um, and, and a good way to sort of clear out your closet of things that don't fit anymore, that you don't use, uh, a new uh, a new guy gets to own it and have it, and uh, and the money goes to these charities that we work for. Excellent. Yeah, so there's so it's a big deal. There's a lot to happen. And then just to make things perfectly clear for those of you who are listening, or like, okay, but the spanking, the spanking. So, so not only is there the spanking party, the dungeon space that's going to be open throughout this, you can go there if you're attending this event. Um, if you're attending the whole thing, um, or if you decide to come on uh, Friday throughout, you know, and are also attending the party, that dungeon space can be used for spanking play. That's right. There's, a, there's no extra charge to go to the dungeon parties. It's part of the package. Uh, obviously, the meals are a separate charge, but um, almost everything else on the cost schedule is included with the package. And, um, yeah, so there'll be a lot of spanking there. In fact, I'm wondering, uh, Scott, if your party isn't going to get so big that we're going to have to move it down to one of the, uh, the, the meeting rooms. <laughs> I, I would not be opposed. Uh, if, if it turns out, if you start getting, if you start hearing a lot of people saying, I want to go to that party, we'll, we'll, we can definitely, I want nothing more to, than to see lots and lots and lots of guys getting spanked. Including myself, but um, let's uh, make that our, our mutual goal. <laughs> I yeah, and is, I want this to succeed so much again because of that larger goal. I want spanking to be a prominent or to be as well. I don't know if I want to say as prominent, but I want I want people in the who are spankos. Let's just that's what we tend to call ourselves spankos. I want those of us who are spankos even if they have no other kinks or fetishes or interests in uniforms or anything like this, I want to make sure that they all feel comfortable at this place. So if you're out there listening to this, if there are barriers that have been, you know, there, there are certain barriers that I can't help you with, like, you know, money <laughs> and your ability to travel. I've already had a couple of people like, Oh, I want to go to the spanky party, but I can't get to LA on Thanksgiving. I'm like, I, I understand um, you know, a lot of people are who have committed, of course, to Badass Weekend, which is in October. That's their big fall trip. And, of course, I, I certainly do not want to step on any of that. But if there are barriers, psychological barriers or these feelings that you don't belong to these events, contact me. I want to know about it. I want to see what it is, why, why Spankos might feel this way. I want to fix it. I think we are in a really good, because of this transitional stage, because you've got like these pups who are all coming in and they found a home immediately. <laughs> um, the, you know, well, the pup, I, I actually used to know a guy who would do pup play at, at the Moonbird speaking parties all the way back in 2006. So I had been seeing, this, and you know, I knew guys who liked to wear diapers back in 2010. So I've been seeing this stuff on the fringes for years. And, you know, and now seeing it taking, you know, much more prominent play in, in the leather community is awesome. 
And I want the same thing to happen with Spankos. And I, I think it's already, uh, it's already happened. Uh, and, uh, you're going to realize that the minute you walk in and, and so are the other Spankos. Uh, I, I, I wanted to, uh, go back to one thing about, you said about, uh, affordability, et cetera. One of the things we pride ourselves on at CLAW is trying to find a way for people who want to come uh, to come, even if uh, the cost is uh, the big uh, stumbling block. Uh, So volunteers at CLAW attend. uh, They don't have to pay for their package. It's a $215 package that they get for free. Um, There's still, of course, travel and uh, hotel expenses. So for people who uh, really want to be there and and like volunteering, like being part of the event in that way, we have something called Super Volunteers, where if you agree to help us for eight hours a day, every day during the event, uh, you qualify for a quarter share in a room paid for by CLAW uh, with three other Super Volunteers. And so a lot of people attend that way, and um, uh, there's a lot of great stories of people whose first claw was as a super volunteer and then over time their financial situation changed and now they are literally claw you know benefactors uh, donating uh, money to make sure claw um thrives um uh and and travel you know again uh because it's in la there's a lot of people in within driving distance um, there's a lot of people willing to share rides from different places. So if anybody out there wants to come, wants to come, and it's just the, the finances, please contact me and let me try and help you figure out how to get there. Um, yeah, and, and another thing that occurs to me is uh, for the Spankos. Um, so in my head, uh, kind of the most sort of fundamental BDSM activity or SM activity is flogging. Having a flogger uh, across my back and other parts of my body um, more so than spanking is is sort of the central first act. And so it, it, I'm curious as to the spankos out there, uh, how many of them have tried being flogged or flogging uh, how many of them would enjoy that in a similar way? Um, so uh, there's a lot of flogging at CLAW. A lot of uh, attention is paid to it in the education section and in the dungeon. Um, so after your cheeks are so red that you can't, <laughs> or uh, I mean, a flogging can be like a massage. It's, uh, I mean, it's uh, very sensual. It can be depending on the implement that's used. Uh, it doesn't necessarily hurt that much even. It's just sort of thuddy and pressure and, um, you know, endorphins. Right. Uh, and then obviously there are ways to make it hurt a lot. Um, uh, whipping, as distinguished from flogging, is typically, typically that does hurt uh, almost no matter how it's done. Whipping is usually a single tail coming at you. It uh, doesn't even have to hit that hard, and it produces a very intense sting and mark. Um, but flogging is is somewhere between, I guess, uh, spanking and a and a 
and whipping. Yeah. We actually talk a lot, uh, if you're all curious, and actually this is also a perfect opportunity because just a couple of episodes ago in episode 37, when I had JR from Avatar on here, we talked about using the, this post-COVID opportunity as you're, as you're immersing yourself back into the fetish community of getting into other types of impact play. He was JR. I didn't know. I, I was always, in, you know, always spanking, always spanking. And then JR introduced me to flogging. I'm like, oh, this is totally different. I like this. And so I've been delving a little bit into flogging in the past couple years. And so, yeah, so if this is an opportunity, if you come here, you're only into spanking. It's an opportunity to explore this other stuff and see if there's other things that might interest you. Absolutely. And you will feel comfortable. I promise. <laughs> Saying that, but I, I really do. I mean, I'm the lucky one that gets the emails after Claw's over. People who tell me, who thank me, like thank me profusely for this life changing experience. They did something or they met someone or something happened that was so profound that their life will never be the same. They can never thank me and us enough. And I get a lot of those emails. It's the favorite, favorite thing about my job. Um, so uh, I have lots of uh, evidence, enough anecdotal evidence to say it with uh, with certainty. Uh, you will feel comfortable at Claw, no matter who's listening. Uh, don't worry about what you have to wear. Don't worry about what you're interested in doing. Just just come, and you're going to find uh, nothing but loving people, you know, from corner to corner to corner to corner, and. Um, and be open to, to meeting some of them. Volunteering is actually a really great way to put yourself in a position to meet people because, you know, you're performing a function, you are interacting with other guests, uh, and you it just opens the door to, to, to meeting people. Yep. And uh, my plan is to be there on at least Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, and I'll be there, you know, repping for this baking scene. Um, you'll find me around. Um, and of course, I will be I'll be doing a couple of education classes. And of course, I'll be up at that spanking party. Uh, so hit me up. Uh, but uh, so that wraps up this episode. So, Bob, if uh, people have questions and want to get information about Claw or ask you about Claw, how would you like folks to reach you? So you reach me at, by email is the best, and my name is Bob, and the website is clawinfo.org. So that would be bob at clawinfo.org is my email address. Um, if you forget that somehow, just find our website, look up Claw Leather or Claw Cleveland or Claw LA. Uh, some, some Google search will get you there. And then uh, remember my name is Bob. And um, I'm happy to hear from from everyone. And, of course, uh, I am Scott, also known as Red Spank Scott. You can find me on Spank This Hookups as Red SPK Scott. Everywhere else, you can find me as Red Spank Scott on WAPS, on Recon, on Scruff, uh, just about everywhere. Uh, and with that, I want to thank you, Bob, for being on the podcast. Well, thank you, Scott. It's been a pleasure. Yep, and I'm looking forward to seeing you and hopefully some of the rest of you, if not at Badass Weekend, out at Claw. Yeah.